Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to listen in and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Dealing with Criticism. And in this message, the preacher will give practical ways in which we can conduct ourselves when we are confronted with unjust criticism. Unfortunately, when we try to do what is right, the devil will see to it that criticism is sent our way to try to discourage us. So we pray that today's message will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, so uh, the subject we're going to be on this morning, to be honest with you, is not, it, it's something that I, I don't know that I've been trying to avoid it, but just by way of example, think of some of the loftier themes that we've touched on in the last few weeks, uh, the fall of Satan and the victory of God over the powers of darkness. Uh, I love that kind of thing. Last week, the greatness of God in Isaiah chapter 40 and uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather be up there in the heavenly places, as the book of Ephesians says, but we do live in the trenches here on earth, so uh, we're going to touch on a subject today of how to deal with criticism. Now, in, in just the recent past, we talked on the subject of dealing with a critical spirit. That is, uh, keeping ourselves from having a critical spirit and uh, falling into that trap. But now we're going to look at the other side of the equation, how to deal with criticism uh, when you are criticized. And by the way, someone once said, the only way to not be criticized is say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. So if you're going to accomplish anything in life on a small or a large scale, it doesn't make any difference, in or out of the family, whatever it may be, uh, you're going to get some criticism. Now, let's first do a little differentiating. And while we're doing that, go ahead and take your Bibles and go to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Criticism is not without its humor. You know, you always heard the expression, before you criticize somebody, walk a mile in their shoes. And someone once said, that's, that's good advice. Because if you walk a mile in his shoes, that way, when you do criticize him, you'll be a mile away and you'll have his shoes. <laughs> But let's differentiate a couple of things here real quick. Number one, what, what we're not talking about this morning is constructive criticism. And uh, you often hear that term. Now, uh, constructive criticism, if I understand it correctly, is, 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 is to help. The, it's an attempt to help. It's a, an attempt to correct. And, and really, biblically, it's an attempt uh, to restore. And... Uh, this is another subject altogether. And by the way, we should value that. We should value that. We shouldn't be so thin-skinned that uh, we, we refuse to be, ever be critiqued. Because to be honest with you, uh, that's, those are the rungs of the ladder that, that improvement in our life comes on. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, where Paul says, uh, Brethren, if a man be overtaken at a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. We're not talking about that kind of criticism. And again, uh, we should be willing to welcome that. The kind of criticism we're talking about is the pot shots, uh, the drive-bys, 
uh, oftentimes slander. You know, I, I find it refreshing when I get accused of something that I did. I find that a lot easier to handle than when somebody just makes up something. And boy, people can pull things out of thin hair. And anybody in leadership knows that. You know, you get in leadership, you, you got a bullseye on you. And, uh, you know, I even said to my wife one day in the midst of a bunch of criticism, I said, you know, I think I'm going to go out and do something terrible and then broadcast it just so I can be accused of something I actually did. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm not talking, or, or excuse me, uh, uh, we're not talking about constructive criticism. We're talking about pot shots, drive-bys, slander, and there's no intent uh, to help uh, whatsoever. In fact, when I stop and think about it, the current woke culture is a continual criticism of this nature against our nation. Uh, to listen to them, you would think that our country, from its inception till now, has been the most evil thing that's ever darkened human history. Isn't that the case? Uh, that's really, I mean, if, if you want to define woke culture, it is a wounded, critical spirit against our country, where they can't find anything right about it but constantly criticize it for what they see is wrong. And even the rights get twisted around into wrongs. So we're going to deal with that kind of criticism this morning. Let's look at Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14, and there are a couple of examples of this in Scripture. And the Bible says, After two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. Now, she was very perceptive because she knew what was about to happen to the Lord Jesus Christ and figured she would not have the opportunity to do this. So she did it a four time. And then verse uh, four. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and had been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. So there's the criticism. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good, but me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She hath done what she could. Um, if you find yourself vulnerable to criticism, if you tend to internalize things, and I, I tend to do this, uh, I, would, I would recommend you, uh, you memorize that little phrase right there. She hath done what she could. She hath done what she could. Folks, in the end, all you can do is what you can do. Okay? And if you go chasing around every criticism and respond to all of it, especially this kind uh, it'll twist you up in knots. Jesus says, she has come aforehand and anoint my body to the burying. Verse 9, now watch this. She goes from being criticized to memorialized here. And, and that's what you need to remember, folks. Man will criticize you. You know, people think in terms of, oh, how wonderful it would be to be a celebrity or somebody well-known. Think that one through again. I'll tell you what, they can be praising you one day and tearing you down the next. Man is like that. Man is fickle, but God is not. So she's criticized by man, but she is memorialized by God. Verse 9, Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. 
You know what that is? That is almost a mandate by Jesus to every preacher in the world to preach on this every so often. She gets memorialized, folks. So if you do something for the Lord, as this woman did, you'll be criticized by man, but memorialized by the Lord. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And again, the only way to avoid this kind of criticism is say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. Verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7. Now remember something. These were his converts. These were his converts, but there had uh, come detractors within the group, and uh, he ended up having to defend his ministry to his own converts, which seems rather ironic, but it was because of this kind of criticism. Verse 7, do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so uh, are we Christ's. Uh, by the way, when, when criticism against a leader uh, gets churning hard enough, what happens is there's an objectifying and demonizing phenomena that takes place where they, they, they are no longer human. They become an object and they get demonized to where they get caricatured. And then people feel free to just say anything and do anything toward them. This is what has happened to Paul. And Paul is saying here, he said, look, if any man trusted himself that he is Christ, I mean, you know, these are all good guys saying this. Uh, look at the rest of the verse. Let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are what? We Christs. <laughs> Don't forget, we're believers too. See, that's what he's doing. He's pushing back on that objectifying and that demonizing that takes place. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification, verse 8, and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. Uh, for his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. So at this point, Paul can't do anything right. He can't say the right things. He doesn't even have the right presence. You know, why is the preacher wearing that suit? You know, that sort of thing. R ridiculousness here. Uh, Paul in another place says, Who is offended and I burn not. That's that objectifying and demonizing to the point where he can't even say or even his presence becomes contemptible. Uh, verse 11, he says this, Let such and one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, then we are absent, such will we be in also indeed when we are present. For we dare not to make ourselves at the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled Dealing with Criticism by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher gave us much to consider when it comes to our attitude towards criticism in our lives, when it is unnecessary and unfounded. As the saying goes, what is popular is not always right, and what is right is not always popular. But thanks be to God that we have a Savior that understands our struggles. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. 
You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-aged groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.